1: everyone this is eden and kim. kim we're both here with talk purpose and truth podcast we have another great episode planned for today Kim, you yeah. want to tell us a little bit about how we found our new guest today?
2: Well, some of you may um, be on the app Clubhouse, which is kind of, I guess, like you could describe it like Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, but it's only audio and you see pictures of the person and it's gotten very trendy and gone very viral. If you, I guess if that's the correct term, mm-hmm. but um, it's, it's pretty unique. And so Eden and I decided, let's just try it and get on there and we don't know what we're doing but let's see who we meet and Ashley was one of the people that we met and we're going to announce her in a minute but uh, I feel like it's a great way to get to know people and to really kind of hear who they truly are a lot of times and Mm -hmm. so I feel like that's what impressed us about our next guest is we we both just were like oh my god she's so authentic and different and she told us some really unique information just in that short time we were on clubhouse so we're like we gotta share her with our listeners
1: oh yeah (laughs) everything she said i knew would uh be pretty well taken by the people who listen to our show i think it's something we never have talked about before so i'm excited about that but yeah i'm not sure yet how i like clubhouse (laughs) back to that um but we have met some pretty cool people on there so far. Yeah,
2: I've only been on it a couple of times, so I have to I've still try it some more. I'm so used to being on Instagram and Facebook a lot, so it's it's not a habit for me. Yeah. I don't really want to make a new habit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Even to fit that into your, your daily life, I know it's right. hard. I know, because it yeah. could take up a lot of time. Yeah, it can. Well, let's introduce... Who we have on today. We already said her name is Ashley. And um here's a little bit about her. She was recently married to Ferris Nance, a great listener. He is a great listener, big kid, and a personal trainer. Um they blended together and they had two beautiful girls. And I'm gonna, I'm not sure if I'm gonna say this right. Uh, am I pronouncing her name right? Nevea? Nevea. Yeah. Nevea. Okay. And she's 11 and, uh, she's fluent in braille and she's a jokester, a dancer and a singer. And you have another daughter who's, her name is Faith. Are they twins? No, no.
3: They're
1: both well, we 11. were blended together. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh blended no. family. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. 10 and um, 11. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, um, She's okay. So now I'm, I'm reading this wrong, but here I go. I'm going to pick it back up. Um, so she's a quick thinker, a dancer, a singer and a tumbler. And Ashley is the singer of tr- a seeker of truth of the, and a student of life. She's certified in many different modalities of yoga and other teachings. Her passion and purpose is sharing seeds of yogic, tools to those experiencing challenging challenges on their journey. She provides services at a mental health hospital in North Dakota, and she has provided services al- also at addiction rehab facilities, prisons, and halfway houses. She has had three heart surgeries, a history of congestive heart failure, and was recently told it is no longer believed she has these. Um, has the heart failure. She has had two cervical spine surgeries, one stroke due to spinal surgery and a gallbladder removal. You're walking miracle. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She has also experienced emotional and sexual abuse and domestic violence in the past. She loves being near water, going to the gym and being outdoors. Wow.
2: Welcome Ashley Nance. (laughs)
3: hello i'm so happy to be here it's so nice to see both of you
2: kind of in you too
3: you're such a bright light
2: i i feel like we did see you because it was your picture and your voice but now it's so nice to actually like see you moving and and look you in the eyes over i love it i love love it it's so
3: wonderful yeah and i'm so glad you know
2: we do a lot, yeah, all the way from North Dakota. We we do a lot of YouTube clips and Facebook clips and Instagram clips. And so I'm glad that our listeners are going to be able to see you because you look like you're 20 years old and you look so vibrant, like you would never know you've gone through all these things. And it's such an inspiration. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I know that on Instagram, you call yourself Bionic Wildflower. Can mm-hmm. you explain what that means?
3: Yes. So if it's very silent, um, my heart, you can hear it, it ticks. It sounds like a little clock. Mm -hmm. So after my last heart surgery, my friends started referring to me as bionic woman. So that's kind of where that hall started. But for me, bionic almost takes a deeper meaning. It's almost like resilient. And I kind of firmly believe that everybody's bionic in their own individual way. Everybody has their own inner superpower whether you can hear it um or not hmm. so that's how bionic started <laughs> the bionic part wow wildflower oh the flower part i believe i started it was in a nursing home and one of my co-workers i always smell like essential oils coming in <laughs> and she's like you smell like a flower and this is something that kind of other people said And then the wildflowers are wildflowers go and grow in mysterious places. And for me, the past trauma is kind of like the soil and the seed of the wildflower is really the seeds of the teachings that my teachers have given me. Hmm. The water would be anything to do to nourish that, right? And then the flower coming up would be the growth from that. And then once you come up as a flower, then you have seeds to give other people, wow. to give and share other people. So that's where Bionic Wildflower comes from. It's that's just beautiful. Kind of fun. Yeah. Do fun.
2: You have a tattoo. Of <laughs> oh, I was that? gonna. Yeah, I was gonna ask the I same don't. thing. I <laughs> don't. You, that's your next tattoo. <laughs> right. It should
3: be. It should be. That would be you a can cool design. Tattoo.
2: It. Yeah. Yes. Or a T-shirt. Yeah, it's funny 'Cause uh Bionic Woman, you said that and it suddenly made me remember Bionic Woman <laughs> was my idol growing up, the TV show really? and her name on the show was Jamie Summers and my last name is Summers. Now now Summers, Egglesy. And I remember I was even her for Halloween back in the eighties when they had plastic face halloween costumes yeah ashley's ashley's too young to remember i was thinking yes, she I might am. not.
1: she's looking at you like you're crazy <laughs>
2: what? Uh, but yeah so you you made me think of oh, i always wanted to be her and so you're you're I the other that. bionic woman
1: yeah
2: oh. <laughs> thank awesome. you
3: thank you i'll own that i
1: can yeah own that. um so about the yoga uh, mm. what does yoga mean that's the first part of my question. And how can we use it to find our truth and to help us us during these hard times that we're going through right now?
3: Okay. So take everything I say with a grain of salt. Okay. okay. And the reason I say this is yoga is something that needs to be studied for a lifeline or lifelong. Right. And so I'm very much a student, no matter what my certificates say, I'm very much a student. Um, She has (laughs) a
2: lot of certificates.
3: (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, Yoga is to unite and it's not physical posture. So physical postures, those are actually asana. So yoga would be a state of mind, a state of being, um, a state of truth. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Mm -hmm. What was the next question after that?
1: And then how can we use, wait, let me make sure I'm saying it right. How can we use it to find our truth and to help us during these hard times?
3: Rest. Rest. We are constantly in a state of doing. Do, do, do. Even with the physical postures, sometimes, right? You got to do the physical postures, which you, you don't have to do. Um, there's something profound about rest when the mind shuts off or the mind starts to still inner truth kind of shines through. So when all of the chaos, all the preconditioned thinkings, all the stress of the day kind of start to melt away, that part of us that never changes the part of us that is there from the time we are born till the time, you know, for eternity, right? The unchanging part starts to shine through, even if it's little glimpses of that. And the moment the glimpse of that is felt, it's hard to forget or maybe impossible to forget.
1: Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's a good feeling when you're in that. I know. And I love how you talk because
2: I can tell that you're tuning in to your heart, soul. And I feel like you're tuning into your heart, soul and divine connection and seeing what words come through you. When you mm-hmm. talk,
1: mm-hmm. do you, are you aware of that?
3: A little bit, a little bit. Yes, Yeah. It's yeah Cause it's kind of those things like, okay, what does it feel like in my body? What are the things that were taught to me that resonates with me the best way to explain it?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, yeah.
2: I love that. No, but it reminds me of, in our episode we just had a couple weeks ago, it was about ways to be mindful, mindfulness. And one mm-hmm. of the tips on being more mindful is to listen. And the the word listen, when you move it around, is spelled silent. You can move the words, the letters around. And um, and so one of the ways to be mindful is taking a pause to think of what you're going to respond instead of already kind of having a knowing. And so I feel like you also do that.
3: Yeah. yeah there is speaking of listening there is a mudra it's called kachari mudra and kachari mudra is where you take your tongue and you stick it to the roof of your mouth you curl it back and so then you can hear what somebody is saying but it also creates this boundary like let's say if somebody's not saying very nice things right you could create a boundary like i see you i hear you but i'm not gonna let what you say in Mm. Right But it also gives us the ability to respond to something versus react to mm. something. Nice. So that's a beautiful thing to do in the process of learning to listen. And I practice listening every day. I haven't got it down 100%. Yeah, yet, but me that's too. something I totally practice. <laughs> it is. Yes. I know it is. Well so- I just
1: I just did the, the tongue curling back thing and it tickled. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, does it work as well just to put your tongue on the roof of your mouth or you have to curl it, too?
3: No. Yeah,
1: it's it's all one motion. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, there's a Marma point um, back there, but in all reality, yes. I mean, if you're mindful of it, yes. Yes. Got it. Okay,
2: because I feel like I always do that. Um, I -hmm. wanted to bring up, you know, with, with the pandemic and with the way the world is and even Hopefully as things get better, it's going to take a while for people to heal and overcome and even understand what has just gone on in many ways Mm -hmm. and we have seen you know We do a lot on our show with the imperfectly perfect campaign a global campaign for uh, mental health awareness reducing the stigma around mental health addiction suicide you name it and um, We've seen a big rise in not only suicides, but addiction and eating disorders And so um, I know that you work and have worked in mental health facilities, in prisons, all different types of places with your yoga therapy. Um, What is your perception on what's going on with these addictions and eating disorders?
3: Mm. Everybody's story's different. Um, So it's hard to judge and say what's going on as a whole, right? But there is a lot more isolation, um, which addiction can already be a very isolating thing, Um, at times feel very shameful things. So then when we are experiencing shame, we don't really necessarily like to share or be around certain people. So isolation is a huge thing. It's a coping tool to balance the nervous system with all of the sensory stuff coming in the the news the notifications fear it's a it's an attempt to balance the nervous system Mm -hmm. um to reach outside to grab something to find balance that would be in my opinion so as a collective it's really just an attempt to balance the nervous system right
2: and what about the eating disorders is that more a control or it's very similar?
3: I would say, well, yeah, it can be definitely a control, but in a sense, a control of the nervous system, right? Mm-hmm. A control of the emotions mm-hmm. on inside of the body. So in really, I don't want to say addictions are all alike, right? But there, there's a similarity, right? It's no different than like, you know, sometimes, you know, For me, sometimes I'll catch myself opening the fridge door looking for answers, you know Mm. what I mean? And then it's like, what am I doing here? I'm not hungry, right? It's an attempt to balance the nervous system, right? And sometimes it comes from a subconscious thing and it's the quickest route to maybe feel a sense of numbness Mm -hmm. or quiet or peace. Um, In some people, it's a a way to feel social for some, depending on the addiction, right? Mm. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it totally resonates because I, you know, a lot of listeners have heard me say, you know, in the last three years or so, I've had just extreme hormonal issues Mm -hmm. and it had gotten so bad some of the time that I was drinking a lot because they weren't giving me any of the right medications or anything to fix these physical symptoms that were just debilitating. And I had to finally get to the right person to give me the right medication to balance me because I was drinking too much to just because I couldn't take it anymore and now I feel balanced because I'm on the right medication my hormones feel more balanced and I'm able to drink very tiny amounts and just be fine no addiction Um, and um, it's because I found the solution and so everybody's got a different story but I could see why sometimes until someone gets the right help they get into this desperation feeling of like, I need to balance and I need to feel okay, you know, but that isn't the answer.
3: Right. Right. It's, it's, it's the quickest way. And maybe to the best of some people's ability in the time and moment, you know, um, Mm -hmm. or the, the tool that they have in their bag, you know, which, you know, definitely in my opinion, needs to be met with some compassion and understanding for sure.
1: Right, right.
3: I agree. Whoa,
1: getting deep. Okay. Deep stuff. (laughs) Yeah. So, what's the difference between fear and courage and good and bad fear?
3: (laughs) Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So, we have, we'll start with the second question first. There's good fears. And then there's bad fears, right? The good fears are the fears that keep us safe. So if our house was to catch on fire, right, we have a fear, ah, I gotta get out of here, okay? Mm -hmm. The bad fears are the fears that stop us from growth. Mm -hmm. The the bad fears are the, the fears that stop us from trying new experiences or maybe getting something that we desire. And the difference between fear and courage, they're, they kind of go hand in hand, right? Um, Fear is just fear, but when you experience courage, that means, it doesn't mean that fear is dissolved, right? It means you're stepping into it even though the fear is there. Right, you have to have courage to feel your fear. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. To experience that emotion. Yeah. Yeah, And recognize that it's just there. So, you know, even if you just close your eyes and observe, you know, what's going on in your body? Is it pleasant? Is it unpleasant? If you can name it, you know, what is it? Is it fear? Okay, well, maybe you could take it a step further. Well, where is that fear rooted from? Right? Is this fear in the current moment? Is this a fear of something that happened 10, 15 years ago that's coming up right now?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And I think just that observation process allows us to move forward with courage. Mm-hmm. Nice. It reminds me,
2: it always reminds me, and it, it always has helped me since I've seen that movie, um, We Bought a Zoo. And it's such a good movie. And... Um, What's his name? God, I can't think of his name. The famous. Benjamin,
1: it's called Benjamin. His name is Benjamin Me. I know that quote very well. Benjamin Me. Yeah, but the actor
2: says (laughs) it. um, And I can't think of his name right now. But uh, famous actor, good looking. He talks about uh, fear that you just gather 20 seconds of courage to push through. And I feel like that's so true. Like if you just get past that, you're like, I did it. And then you can remind your mind like I just did this you know and then that'll give you even more courage so I, I I feel like a lot of it is about your mind your mindset and how you're thinking about it and how you're defining it
1: do you I know you teach yoga um and to a lot you go to a lot of different mental health institutions mm-hmm. for that and I know during COVID you haven't done it for a while um but is that used for some of these people to help them with their mental health?
3: Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So currently the only place in is right now, I'm still going to the mental health hospital oh, okay. um, so inpatient hospital. Yep. The other places I'm not going to right now, but absolutely the combination of Eastern and Western medication or medicine I shouldn't say medication is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing.
2: Mm. Yes. I love it. Mm. So we want to get a little deeper even. Um, you know, you how are you the way you are? Like you have gone through so many extreme one of the things you've gone through would probably give most people an excuse to just give up and not do anything and use that as their, you know, not even crutch, but just as their excuse, like, oh well, I can't do that now. And you not only overcame these things, but your yoga teacher which most people would say i can't even move you know so how did you get there i feel like that's going to inspire so many of us that have gone through tough things and i love your analogy about the the dirt and the roots and the flower and the seeds and um can you expand a little bit on on you know what have you gone through and how have you triumphed over mm-hmm. it the way you have
3: Hmm. yes if i'm taking up too much time let me know and just stop we me. have time um, yeah you play you can expand it's okay okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> If I go back into the story, I believe, oh gosh, I think my first heart surgery was around 14 to 15 years old. But prior to that, so even prior to the heart surgeries, I was incredibly athletic. I grew up in the country. I grew up in nature. I spent a lot of time outside and in the water, jet skiing and tubing and all of these things. Okay, When I experienced the heart surgeries there was a dramatic shift afterwards um a lot of depression and anxiety and i believe it stemmed from not only just the fear of am i gonna make it through this what's going on what the heck um but also not being able to play sports anymore so naturally i guess I shouldn't say naturally, I tried medication, it, it, it didn't turn out so good for me, <laughs> I kind of went bonkers off of it. Actually, they had to slowly taper me off of the medicine. Mm. Um, but it, in a sense for me, and I want to be very, very careful with my words when I say this, because I definitely am not recommending this, you know, um, I'm not saying medicine is a bad thing. Because, you know, I take medicine for my heart. This Mm -hmm. particular medicine just wasn't good for me. So I want to be very, very clear on that. Mm -hmm. But in that time, it was kind of like, here, take a pill for all the trauma you've been through and you might get better. Mm -hmm. Um, It didn't work out so good, (laughs) okay? And I slowly started to gravitate towards a different group of friends. And I still hung out with everybody and I just loved everybody. Um, one thing we all had in common that was never talked about was emotional pain of some sort or another. And we partied like rock stars. Okay. Mm-hmm. If that, I should say that. Okay. Um, That's very, you. very unhealthily. Okay. Like probably not the best thing. Um,
1: this was earlier before the surgeries.
3: Oh, this, uh, this was at, so this happened after the surgeries. Oh, you did yeah. that after. Okay. After the surgeries. Yeah. So prior to that, I was in sports and I was doing all of these things. Right. And I think if somebody would have said, Ashley, you're experiencing trauma, I would have been like, huh, what's that? You know, Mm. like, no, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm totally okay." But now after reflection, I totally see it through and through. Um, So. These I got to know these people very well. Right. And everybody kind of had their own addictions and their own things, Mm -hmm. which led me into some not so good relationships. And Mm -hmm. I want to be careful, you know, as far as, you know, with the domestic violence and the um, sexual abuse, I don't want to exactly put it in the story right where it was just because I don't. Mm -hmm. I get it. I don't want to stop people from growing. Okay, um, that's another part of forgiveness for me, is to not call, cause any harm on another being. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm just going to add in those unhealthy relationships, those things happened mm-hmm. as well. Okay, which was also probably very deeply rooted in their own childhood traumas, if that makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay fast forward i experienced another heart surgery where i got the mechanical valve okay and i went to this cardiac rehab facility and she's like you need to exercise (laughs) like you gotta you gotta do something and i just you know i didn't want to go to the gym i felt uncomfortable i felt like i didn't belong um I also had a three-year-old little girl at home, and my daughter, Naveya, she um, is on the autistic spectrum and also is legally blind, so she required um, a, a lot of attention, a lot of needs, mm-hmm. and it was hard for me to find that time, so I started doing yoga in my bedroom, not knowing what I was doing, okay, I looked up a few YouTube videos, and did it but I can remember this one experience I had after I got done I sat up and it was this experience of peace and calm I have not felt in years it was beautiful it was kind of like this ah wow Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and so I just kept trying to you know keep doing yoga I knew it was good for me Um, I was also at the time working with this lady her name is Jennifer and I kind of like to think of her as my first teacher in a sense Mm -hmm. and she worked for a program called vocational rehabilitation and that is a program for either people with disabilities or people who have been incarcerated to kind of help them through college and all of this stuff so she came and she sat down and talked to me and she's like well so you want to go back to college and i was like yeah yeah i do i don't know what i want to do and i was like i guess i can do nursing because obviously medicine is just one thing that i have been very familiar with um Mm -hmm. i'm i'm good at it and i was like yeah i guess i could do that and she's like well what are your hobbies and i was like well i guess i do yoga I was like, otherwise, I don't really do anything. And it happened to be, she was a Reiki practitioner and a holistic person. And she heard about this place called Devanati School of Yoga and Wellness. And she got me into it for my first 200-hour training. And I went and took my first class. And that those teachings and that school and the teachers completely changed my life and the day I walked in there because they asked us they're like what would you like to do with this and I said I want to teach my friends this Mm -hmm. because I knew if they could experience for a moment what I experienced in the bedroom Mm -hmm. they would be less likely to use less likely in and out of jail in and out of treatment centers Mm -hmm. And so my whole intention to go into it was to share it with my friends. And so mm-hmm. rather than thinking, you know, sometimes when I'm teaching, I don't really, I say students, but really in my mind, I am think these are my friends, right? It's like yeah. the wildflowers. Okay. when When you share these things and these tools with other people who are in a similar spot or something with you, you start, if one person grasps a hold of it, if one person grasps the teaching and starts to nourish it and water it, ideally you change the collective. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And
3: ultimately I help my friends. The more, the the more people I share these practices with the more people that will benefit.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. So did you,
1: initially when you learned all of this and you wanted to share like with this with your friends, Mm -hmm. did you, did you get to do that and help them?
3: No, no. A part of, um, a part of this process was also, I had to work on myself. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, first and foremost, before you help anybody there, there comes a part where you have to take care of you. Yes. And so I, I started doing these practice on myself and I kind of like to, I call it, I had to love people from a distance. Right. I, lo- I, I love them and I hold them in my heart dearly, but I, at the, at the time I had to love them from the distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no. So I, I guess I, there was, I was just thinking there was one if my friends we did get to go up to the medicine wheel and practice yoga a couple times but not to that intensity you know Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah does that answer yeah totally (laughs) and and something else
1: I was that came to mind when you were just answering that question Mm -hmm. even though you didn't get to do what your initial intention was in learning yoga you they actually saved you because because you wanted to help them you ended up helping yourself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it kind of came full circle absolutely yeah absolutely
3: in a sense you know i think about it in a sense i'm I'm still fighting for them i'm still fighting for them every day from a distance in yeah i mean from from a distance i would i would love to see um authentic yoga being more into mental health facilities more into the prison systems more into the jails um i'm i'm still fighting <laughs> I'm i still love fighting that i will
2: i love that you're That's doing true. that and that you've done that and mm-hmm. i just think that it's so needed um you know anything like yoga or you know teachings about confidence and like i've said before like my my 8-year-old's 3rd grade teacher talks about like mindfulness and crystals and visualization. And I never hear that. I'm like, she's amazing. Like that needs to be a normal thing, you know? And, um, and I love, you're probably like just so much wiser and more tuned in and compassionate because of where your daughter's at and what she's, you know, how she learns. And, you know, my whole background is special ed and my husband has a special ed law firm. And, um, I did, I taught all different modalities of special education for 11 years and um they teach us so much because she gets to she gets to experience life in different ways and learn in different ways and you tune into that and then you're able to do that and so i just think it's a beautiful thing
3: absolutely absolutely yes she learns very differently and the way you know, I, I wish one day I could just go behind her eyes and see the world as she sees it, mm-hmm. you know? It yeah, be
1: beautiful. I, I remember um, when I took my first daughter to Disneyland for the first time, the look in her eyes was, <laughs> was so precious. And I just, I will always hold on to that, the, the look on her face. And I I wish that I could Feel what they feel in that moment, you know, and yeah. are special. Yeah, it's incredible. Does your daughter do
3: yoga with you? <laughs> um, sometimes. Okay, uh, sometimes. <laughs> but really, it's something that I teach her every day. Mm-hmm. You know, the nonviolence, truthfulness working on non excess. (laughs) Yeah, you know, so there's, there's teaching of teachings of yoga that go far, far beyond the physical postures. Um, The breathing, you know, Mm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So really, I teach her every day. But as far as does she do asana every day? No, (laughs) no, But she does it when she wants to. Yeah.
1: So
2: do you feel like what would you say are three things that have kind of saved you from falling into feeling low after so many surgeries and so many hardships? Like, besides yoga, what else do you feel mm. has been important for you?
3: Mm. My support system, um, my family. Uh, after this last stroke that I had, um, was it to 2020 the beginning of 2020 right after neck surgery um it was Christmas and I was in the emergency room they were doing extra checks just to make sure I was gonna go home or not and Ferris had the girls at my brother's house because I you know we still wanted them to have Christmas I didn't want them to worry and my mom was with me and we were driving home. I I got to go home. We were driving home. It was dark out. The stars were out and my mom was holding my hand. And I just remember thinking in that moment, everything is the way it's meant to be right now. Everything is in line. And this is the lesson for me for the stroke. I lost my voice. I wasn't able to speak. Mm. And I remember thinking, Ashley, you need to use that you need to use that voice <laughs> everything is really just kind of in divine order you know sometimes we look at experiences as bad but sometimes it takes a few years to see them actually they're good right yeah it's really hard can we really define something as bad or good because i can tell you if i if I even took out one of those experiences, I wouldn't be talking to you today. Period. Yeah. yeah. You know, like it, everything just kind of works in divine order. Yeah. Um, so keeping that in mind. So my family, keeping in mind that everything, everything works out. That I'm more than my body. You know, even even if my my body does not exist, I am more than that. Um, that keeps. I don't know that keeps you
1: going, I, I think. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Totally. And yeah, nature, that's... right? Oh gosh. Nature and water. Yeah. And um, yeah. Animals. One of my rituals, one of my daily rituals is to take a bath every day, every day. Um, there's a quote and I, oh, I wish I could remember who quoted this. I believe, um, it was, Quoted by a Native American tribe, and I wish I could give credit to that. Um, but the quote is, "You can never step into the same river twice because the current is constantly flowing." Mm-hmm. Just, so step into every day as a new day because every day there's different energy around you. Even if there's different people or same people, right? There's mm-hmm. different energy around you. Even yeah. if what you did yesterday looks very similar to today,
1: mm-hmm.
3: it's a new day. And mm-hmm. so when I take my, you know, baths, you know. I think of it, you know, water holds memory. It's kind of like taking those motions and whoosh, wash it, you know, goodbye. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's a way of nurturing self care. Self care is another thing. Mm-hmm. Above all, that's what I would say. Above all, self care. Yeah. Wow. wow. Get the flower petals, the oils, all of it. Yeah.
1: Well, oh, it. It, it's a great list of what I think all of us can uh, use those tools in our daily lives too. I think it'll help a lot of people.
2: Yeah, I think it just shows you speaking here shows why you went through all that because you have so much wisdom that like, I feel like it already shifted me. Like it, you have such an old soul already from all of this. You probably already did. You didn't, you know, wasn't all the way out or whatever, but I feel like your words from what you've gone through are meant to help and inspire so many. And I love what you said about how it just impacts the collective because, you know, let's say, let's say a thousand people hear this and then those thousand people tell another 500 people. And then those people tell people, you know, it just goes into the collective and shifts people. So it's a beautiful thing.
3: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: We appreciate you being here. Yes, I oh appreciate here. we are yes. your first podcast your first interview and yay <laughs> yes i think this is just the beginning <laughs>
2: Wait, i have to say judy 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 thurston mm-hmm. who just made it into our top five podcasts of all time it was her first podcast and since oh then my goodness. and since then she has uh published her and put out her book mm-hmm. she has her own podcast she has a mastermind. She's spoken at probably another like 30 things. Um, oh my so it God. launched her.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yes. laughs> not,
2: that's, not just us, but it was one of the things.
3: Yes. Yeah, yeah that's beautiful. Yeah, that is good. Yes. Be- I thank you for this experience, you know, really. And that's what every day is, is it's an experience. And that was, you know, you asked like, how do you get past those things? Remembering that they don't define you. Mm-hmm their experiences you know there's a difference between understanding and knowing understanding when we read something in a book right or or we empathize which is so beautiful but knowing comes from an experience so kind of like going back to those experiences without diving super deep into them taking the little hearts and then running forward yeah so thank you for that well how can
2: people follow you where where would they find you
3: oh i believe my instagram name is bionic wildflower (laughs) Um, or ashley nance on facebook yeah
2: awesome awesome (laughs) yeah and then you can ask her more questions and
3: Mm -hmm. see what
2: she's up to and your your social media is very inspiring as well
3: thank you thank you it's pretty authentic it's pretty real (laughs) yeah
2: yeah Mind you. So anyways, all right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. And please, you know, we always love, we get people from all over the world sending us feedback through our Instagram and Facebook. And um, we love questions, whatever. So we'd love to, and we'll forward it on to Ashley as well.
3: Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. So thanks for listening, everyone. Bye.
3: Bye. Bye.
0: For more information on Eden, go to EdenSustin.com. For more information on Kim, go to KimLifeCoach.com. Make sure to follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Talk Purpose and Truth Podcast. If you loved this episode, you'll love every episode. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Thank you for listening.